0: what is going on you are listening to tags podcast aka talk about gay sex podcast celebrating five years of podcasting the og gay sexuality lgbtq podcast i'm your host stevie alongside cody maurice doggett how the hell you doing cody
1: Hello, darling. I'm doing okay. I'm a little under the weather, but I think my voice sounds sexy, right?
0: Like raspy. Very raspy, sexy. Yes, it suits you. We both are going to... It's a raspy episode 417 between the yes. two of us. <laughs> yeah, I know. I As I mentioned before, we skipped last Tuesday because I was had zero voice. I, I mean, you, you wouldn't even be able to do the show. So I am worlds apart, but still, you know getting through it over here and you sound great. yeah uh, thank you yes well, it's just a programming note it is thanksgiving if you you'll know that if you're a, an american listener but we celebrate it this week and on thursday and as a result we won't be doing tags live this wednesday as many of our listening audience will be with celebrating the holiday so um yes but- we will Happy definitely holidays be back. everybody. Happy holidays! Absolutely, we will be back next week and with all new shows. But you know, Cody, I am here in Puerto Vallarta still. Final Ooh, day here. Yeah, Lucky I'm enjoying you. it. But I came here for a wedding that was probably the wedding, the most spectacular wedding I have ever been to in my life, and what? it. My sister is over in the background, and she's cheering it on, like, really, the most spectacular produced wedding I've we've ever seen. It was my dear friend who I went to college with, Francisco, in the 90s. We went to UC Berkeley. Mm-hmm. He's one of was my original BFF back in the day. We were go-go boys together in San Francisco. Got into lots of trouble and had so much fun, and we're still close today. He has been with his partner for 26 years and they decided to tie the knot finally and really wanted a celebration of life. If that means anything that, you know, they've been there, done that. They've been through highs and lows on so many levels and the crowd of people they assembled from their families, they have, he has a son And dare I say it, he is a grandfather, too, at his young age. And there was children, there was gays, there were straights, and it was an all-white wedding. So we had to wear all white. It was in this part of Mexico in Nayarit that is kind of a wedding destination. So it's by the sea, essentially. So it was comprised of different levels overlooking the ocean and so we had the wedding ceremony in one area cocktails actually before in another Mm -hmm. area on a lawn we made our way over to higher up where we had happy hour uh photos and then made our way to a huge dance floor with tables and a band cody Mm -hmm. that had horn section full band Five individual singers, male what? female, that could sing Adele, Whitney Houston, no, uh, everybody, Madonna, lady gaga they their voices were so good, Earth wind and fire, I mean. I should have been at this wedding, girl. Yes. (laughs) And it was so touching and moving in so many parts, emotional. I mean, thank God I had my sunglasses on because I was wiping away the tears. Aw. But truly, the crowd they assembled was so, and people turned up the outfits that were over the top, wings, white wings, um, guys with there's there was a thruple at the party Uh one of one of which i connected with f shout out to Ephraim. yeah we really like had a bond and um i got his instagram and so i I (laughs) want to see the thruple had these almost like police hats but in white glitter with the aviator glasses on white sequined uh, blazers um, sequin pants and then nikes that glowed and lit up you know those kind of shoes that like mm-hmm. high tops that light up they were so badass and so sexy that oh my gosh people were like beside themselves um but it truly was spectacular fireworks the couple did a dance number that they had choreographed yes. with a dance instructor at the end of it pyrotechnics went off And my friend lifted his six-foot-two husband in the air. (laughs) Like dirty dancing? (laughs) Like dirty dancing. Oh, yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, fingers crossed. He was so nervous. He didn't drop him, thank goodness. And we were just like cheering for days. It was so wonderful. And I, I can't say enough about it.
1: Oh, I love a nice celebration of love. And I just, it sounds like I need to have them play in my wedding too. So when I get married. This is is the place to get
0: wedding, to get married, Cody. You have to get married there. Okay, Um, If you want, uh, go to uh, my Instagram so you can see some pictures. I am underscore Steve V. I am underscore Steve V. And you'll see uh, kind of a little taste of what I'm talking about. So much fun. Okay, well, you know, I wanted to do some shout outs. And we wanted to shout out to Mikey M, who listens to us in Dallas for about a year now. He says he loves our podcast. You guys get me through the work week. Here, love that. And I even got, yeah, and he even got his partner listening to us. I love that. Thank you. For that, Mikey M in Dallas. Um, Alan W, who I believe listens to us on Tags Live every Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so, yeah. Wanted to comment about the sexiest man alive that we were talking about of People Me? Magazine. No, not you, Cody, but <laughs> you are, I think you're one of the contenders. Okay, good. As long as I'm in the running girl. <laughs> it was Chris who that was People Chris Magazine. Hammonds. Mm-hmm. Chris, Evans. Chris Evans, okay, got it. Well, he wanted to give his two cents to the sexiest man alive. He says, if there has to be only one, it's Luke McFarlane. And I think that's a good pick. He was in Bros, correct? Oh, yeah, that guy, yes. He's He's, he's sexy. No? I think
1: he's, he's sexy. Did, did he do anything for you? Not as much as Zayn the guy that was in fire island saying uh, the guy that oh, oh yeah that guy is sexy yeah for me he does more than but both of them i'm gonna kick either one of them out of bed so there you yeah. Go. yeah
0: i i thought luke looked sexy and he seems like he has a, a fun sense of humor too so that to me goes so far um he says he li- um, Alan W says he liked our choices too. He also wanted to say on other topics sad that Queer's Folk was canceled. Our community needs to support these shows better. Back in its first run, every bar had it on just saying. And that's true. Yeah, I remember true. they would have um, not desperate, desperate housewives on in all the bars, but then they would have things like Queer's Folk. And yeah, I think we need to get more back to that time frame for sure.
1: I agree. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, you know, on a sad note, many of you may have heard Club Q in Colorado um, was struck by a shooter. Uh, More information about the mass shooting at a Colorado gay nightclub is slowly coming to light, including details about the attack itself and how the gunman was stopped. Club Q, a queer venue and safe space for LGBTQ+. People of Colorado Springs saw a massacre Saturday night, minutes before midnight. At least five people were killed and more than 20 injured as a gunman entered the establishment and began immediately firing at patrons. And it's just so sad to hear. It's just, you know, it reminds me of Pulse. Yeah. What we went through with Pulse. And to, again, we keep talking about our safe spaces. This was one of the premier safe spaces in Colorado Colorado Springs that, you know, really, I mean, it's just so sad. Cody, what were your thoughts when you heard about this?
1: Well, it just makes me so sad that we as gay men and hell, even as human beings have to think about this this is that this is actually part of our reality. I'm so glad that they they didn't they didn't they like tackle the man and get him to yes. the ground before he killed more people. That yes. makes me so proud, but the fact that we even have to deal with this is ridiculous to me. It's makes me it rem, it's reminiscent of the active shooter drills that the kids uh, are growing up with in schools right now and I I don't I have no words for it. It's unfathomable. It's America needs to get their shit together and pass definitive gun regulations because we shouldn't have to live in fear that some bigoted idiot will come into our safe spaces and try to murder us. It's just
0: ridiculous. Absolutely, a hundred percent. It said the carnage ended after someone grabbed the gun from the suspect. Um and it also said there were a lot of mini heroes who were Taking people home, making people, sh- making sure people were safe. Um, yeah, just, it's just so sad. And yeah. we can't keep going through this time and time again. We just really need to look out for, we need to, our lawmakers, now that we've voted, mm-hmm. really need to implement safer laws. And I don't know, Cody, if we can't keep blaming this on this is hatred in my mind it totally Not, is we can't keep blaming things on mental illness we really need to get those ar 50 ar 50 guns yep off the streets and do more for it because that's where really where it's coming just people and then hatred in general i think is mm-hmm. what's prevalent that's really get, giving people license and i don't know where it's going wrong cuz usually these suspects, the ones th- uh, that are doing this, are not very old, and they're indoctrinated by mm-hmm. online. It, media. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree with you. Did you know that this the the um, alleged shooter? Because we have to say alleged because he hasn't been convicted of anything just yet. Mm-hmm. But did you know that his grandfather is a MAGA assemblyman? Oh, no, I did not know that. Are you kidding me? No, it's ridiculous. So when you say indoctrinated, I right. totally could not agree with you more because it seems like he was raised raised up in this to hate people that are different than him. And it, it just blows my mind that anybody can raise a child to actually hate other people enough to, to want to go and shoot them and just... in around in town. Like, that's crazy to me. I can't believe it. I saw an interview of one of the survivors of the shooting, and he was just sobbing, and when he had to recount all of the things that went down in this club, and it hurt me to my core. I was actually crying as well because nobody should have to go through that. Nobody should have to deal with that. People should... If you're a human being, regardless of your sexual orientation, like, LGBTQ people can associate with this ourselves. But if you are a human being, then all everybody should be feeling for Colorado Springs right now. So right. my heart goes out to them.
0: Right. And I think we're really realizing now what this mega Trump era is really done. It's not that hatred didn't exist before, but it's like the movement ignited people that were on the, the fence to really give themselves a license to do acts like this because yeah, yeah, I'm not, we don't want to say that it didn't exist before because it probably was underlying. He ignited all this stuff that we're seeing the repercussions. It's like COVID. We're now seeing some of the repercussions of being in a lockdown. We're really seeing it with the MAGA people and the Trumpers really what they're all about. It's this hatred movement Mm -hmm. that, is always been there but was ignited by him <coughs> yeah so. it
1: it really gave people license to be outwardly open with their hate instead of like you said being having it as an underlying issue for them
0: right okay well moving on you know there um Anal sex condoms will now be sold exclusively at Walmart. Did you know there was a thing just for anal sex? I did not. That's crazy. What makes these condoms different? Well, I'll tell you a little bit about it. One is the name of the brand. A condom and lubricant company is distributing the first and only condoms approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for use in anal sex after the approval one partnered with Walmart on a new packaging to highlight the FDA clearance. Walmart stores in the U.S. will exclusively carry the One Back Door Pack, ooh, a condom kit that is a butt-stuff-approved sampler of the different styles available from One. The pack will feature products like the One Vanish, which is 25% thinner than the standard One condom. It works best with the One Move Lube. Uh, oh. According to the company, the one super sensitive line, thin, smooth condoms with 50% more lubricant will also be included in the kit. And also included are different samples from the My One Custom Fit, which includes condoms of various sizes to accommodate appendages of different shapes and girth. Oh, I like this.
1: Come on, idea,
0: now. yeah. You know, I got more than one move, though. So I don't know if they would have changed that name just for
1: me specifically,
0: but... I... <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Do you think that there's a move now more? Because we're going to talk about the next story, too, which is related to this, about safer sex messaging. I'll read it uh-huh. in a minute. But actually, let me read it now, and then we'll discuss okay. both stories. Essentially... Putting the sex back into safer sex campaigns is the name of the article. A decade and a half of research by the pleasure project has proven that social campaigns aiming to promote safer sex practices and HIV prevention are much more effective when they focus on sexual pleasure rather than danger and disease. I like that. Mm -hmm. According to the, this is according to a recent New York times article in partnership with the world health organization, the small non-governmental organization called the pleasure project reviewed results of safer sex trials and experiments over the past 15 years. And after assessing more than seven, safe sex campaigns on their treatment of pleasure pleasure project recently published the peer reviewed findings and quote sexual health education and services have traditionally promoted safer sex practices by focusing on risk reduction and preventing disease without acknowledging how safer sex also promotes intimacy pleasure Mm -hmm. consent and well-being So, the co-author of the report and a sexual health researcher, epidemiologist, said, this review provides a simple message. Programs which better reflect the reasons people have sex, including for pleasure, see better health outcomes. And, you know, if we were to kind of talk about both of these stories, there's a move towards really showing the hotness of why we really get together, and condoms back in the mix I think there's a correlation of not everybody is on prep mm-hmm. and also Cody you know even if you were if you wanted to have random sex these days you kind of have to be a little bit more careful about STIs because yep. they really are on the rise again they really are. Mm-hmm. and if you just go with your primary care messaging you only get tested every three months so mm-hmm. You know, you can have something and it could be not showing up. Yeah, like syphilis, which is definitely on the rise. uh, You know, chlamydia is always an easy one that can be passed, not to scare people by any means, but you might want to – I do think it's a good thing that they're coming up with anal sex condoms and campaigns that are really targeting – the pleasure of sex what are your thoughts about this i mean i love it i'm so glad that walmart knows what we want and what we need out there in our
1: lives i wish wish we need to start
0: shopping at walmart
1: i know Uh, come on now i haven't been to a walmart in like 20 years basically (laughs) probably because they don't have that many in this in the city unfortunately right yeah but I mean, and if I use condoms, this will be wonderful because anything that's ga- geared towards the gays, and this is, you know this is specifically for the gays. You know yeah. it is. <laughs> so, I, I think that this is great. And on the topic of the sex campaigns, I think that this shows that safer sex doesn't have to be unsexy. That, it's still, that it can still be hot. Look, sex is 75% all about what's in your head, pun intended. <laughs> right. But when so when you're using a condom a condom out there in them streets, it's it can be very hot. It uh it's not a, it's all about body contact and where you put your mouth and things of that nature. So it's making sure that people are being as safe as possible with the tools that they are provided.
0: I 100% agree, because I remember some of the earlier campaigns, unlike the one that we're talking about in this article, mm-hmm. where literally it was a scare tactic, yeah. don't get this, and w- and driving down Sunset Boulevard or Santa Monica Boulevard in West Hollywood and seeing these, or even in Oakland, I remember, not that long ago, and it was for syphilis, and it was a scare tactic, and you know what I did? I looked away. Because oh, yeah. to me, scare tactics make me go inward. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that. But, <laughs> but I also, it it's not a tactic that works for me at all. Um, yeah. They were doing that a little bit with Monkeypox when it first came out. Um, I remember walking with my sister in Oakland again, and they had all the different things that you needed to look for in Monkeypox. And they typed it all out on a billboard, but we were laughing because we couldn't read the – I mean, it was so small. Who's going to sit there and read all these things on a billboard and take the time to do that, much if you even are walking? And so it was silly. So those tactics have never, ever worked for me, particularly someone like myself that grew up in – the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. where we had enough scare tactics with HIV. Believe yeah. me, we, mm-hmm. if you came out when I came out, you as a gay man were already indoctrinated into a scare tactic of sexuality. That's how I came out. Scar- Lincoln talks about this as well. We were not welcomed with sex is fun, sex is this. And it was like, No, you do not want to get AIDS and die. And all of that was literally my early sexuality. And what a way to come out, right? Is, Mm -hmm. well, you finally figured out who you are, but now you get, and now you can't have any of the bright, shiny objects because you don't want to die. And so with that, I don't think scare tactics really work anymore and have a place because sex is fun sex it should be i feel like george michael sex it's, is best when it's one on one next okay i won't rock. make you i won't make you sing it today with your boys not
1: today so. oh my gosh if we would lose listeners <laughs> right so we're
0: both hacking away over here um hanging on by glue elmer's glue and tape but <laughs> and yeah. sudafed and sudafed right um, yeah but, yeah, so I do think this is the way to go, especially in an era where, you know, we don't, you, you equals you, undetectable equals untransmittable. But there are the rise of STIs. Yep. And, you know, we talk about this all the time. Not everyone has access to insurance. So you might not be able to get tested as frequently as you want to. So maybe you're in a time right now where you are going to use these one- condoms to have mm-hmm. the pleasure that you deserve and is your birthright is in my mind as a
1: gay man in america yes. okay <laughs> preach, preach. <laughs> am i running for office soon let's go you are absolutely you can be my campaign manager
0: i love it <laughs> okay well let's move on and cody do you know jiggly Caligante? I love
1: Jiggly, and I hope that she lets me call her Jiggly. What What's that all about? Does she oh, not let? No, she. Oh, RuPaul says, "May I call you Jiggly?" And she always goes, "Yes, you can, mother."
0: It's oh, so okay. Cute. Yeah. I love that. I love Jiggly Caliente. Okay, well, Jiggly Caliente wants more people talking about trans sex work. I love this. So, Jiggly Caliente is speaking out in hopes to help change the conversation surrounding sex work. The drag queen recently spoke with Pink News about the second season of the talk show Translation, which features roundtable discussions about trans issues and identities. And one of the topics that meant a lot to Caliente is sex work, which still remains a controversial subject and one that frequently intersects with the trans communities. Quote, it was something I had to experience and I'm never ashamed of it. Never ashamed of what I had to go through to survive, she said. It is something a lot of trans people do because of all the politics that's going on and how we can't even try to get regular jobs. So sometimes easy money is the way to go. And she further added that she wished it was something that was discussed more openly. Well, we're doing our part over here on tags. Right. That's right. Quote, so the people could understand the harsh reality of what trans people, specifically trans women of color, have to go through just to survive, to live their authentic selves. And it's not the first time she's been candid about her own experience. So is Cody, is she trans or? Yes, she is. Okay. Thank you. And I, what were your thoughts? I really love that she's talked about this before because, you know, that when when we all started talking more in the last several years about the trans community and really evolving as a community to have LGBT, that I think we avoided a lot of the sex work. And Mm -hmm. it was one of those things that, Maybe we didn't know if we should talk about it, if it's okay. It's And, you know, I think we're at a time now where the trans community wants us to talk about their issues yeah. and the violence that they go through um, that's crazy. And mm-hmm. on top of that, that, you know, they... The discrimination. Their, the discrimination. The yes. What are your thoughts about Jiggly talking about trans sex work and how open she's being about this
1: i love jiggly caliente and i'm so proud of her for speaking out about this topic i can never forget the first time that i saw jiggly caliente it wasn't in the club of her performing i was uh a server at my god i can't believe i'm admitting this on this podcast (laughs) Planet Hollywood in Times oh. Square. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And she came in with one of her dates. I'm using air quotes. Okay. And I knew that she was doing, I have to assume that she was there for sex work. Right. So, a client. Yeah, she was there with a the client. And then the very next week I saw her performing in the clubs and I, I thought more power to her. I'm so glad that she's out here doing what she what needs to be done and and not really being ashamed about it. The conversation about sex work and how it still work is so valid. And while we are we are make sure that we continue to validate sex work, and we should always is, examine the minds of our society that our trans brothers and sisters have more opportunities so that they know that sex work is not all that is available to them so i'm kudos to jiggly she is a pe- an icon and she is the moment okay she she hosts yeah. um uh, drag race in the philippines now
0: wow good for her and good for her for really like you said speaking up about this because we do need to have more conversations about this normalizing the realities that do exist out there and we then need to take it to (laughs) congress to really start looking at some of these laws and sex work laws because it does exist it will always exist it's the oldest profession around and certain communities are different from others and you know I just think it's worth And start to have more conversations about this to expand this conversation. I couldn't agree more. Yes. So kudos to her. Okay. Well, moving on. A, A man pled guilty to threats to expose pics of, quote, grinder slag on his neighbor. So this is in Australia. But a man pleaded guilty to threatening to distribute sexually revealing images of a gay neighbor if he didn't turn down his loud music. What? This is hilarious because we all have roommate or excuse me, neighbor stories, and there's always one neighbor that you're avoiding. And this takes it to a whole new level. According to the Daily Telegraph, Shane Eustick, 60, of Sydney in New South Wales, shout out to Australia and our listening audience over there, I know we have a lot of them, pleaded guilty in Newtown local court last week to charges that he threatened to distribute the revealing images of his neighbor without the man's consent. So the incident took place August 30th when Eustick objected to the volume of his neighbor's music during lunch. The following day, Eustick placed a birthday card addressed to Grinder Slag. What do you think slag means, Cody? Oh, that's whore in in British speak. Oh, is it? I didn't know that. It's whore? Oh, wow. Whore, yes. Oh, wow. I love that. Um, Quote, this is what he wrote on it. Not bad looking, but slag. What would your parents say, real estate agents say, Eustick wrote, on the interior of the birthday card, the card was found by the neighbor's roommate. Quote, hey, grinder boy, we know who you are. We we know who you are. We are tired of listening to your music. Eustick also wrote in the card, after your big day, we now have some pics next time you decide to turn up the music. Pictures, flyers in every letterbox, every lamppost in the area. Eustick later admitted he had no photos to post and the court heard that Eustick had no prior criminal activity and was an upstanding citizen of the community and was an active (laughs) contributor to the Australia (laughs) council of the (laughs) arts.
1: I bet he is. He's out here posting everybody's (laughs) grinder pics
0: and calling it art, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Lastly, he said, the reason I wrote it was because I wanted some peace and quiet. Um, I don't know. Threatening someone's wouldn't it have been easier to just go over neighbor to neighbor yeah. and saying, "Listen, your music is really." It was lunchtime, though. Well, how close are these houses? Is what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, I mean, really, and i I've had raised my music and used to live next door to these oh, lesbians goodness. here we go here we go <laughs> and they would pound they would pound on my wall a couple times and they would call the front desk sometime I would ignore them one time I opened up the door and the very not nice lesbian told me and I slammed the door in her face and you know what they moved and all is good in the hood but I <laughs> I could tell them I, hi if you want me to yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't I actually bought one of those little uh U um USB speaker boxes now and now my neighbors and I are all lovely together and I believe we, it. yeah you're, you're a lovely neighbor I bet I am um, but I just think this is taking it to a whole new level I mean he didn't know I mean that is really it's blackmail right yes it
1: is it totally is it's blackmail it's revenge porn it's all of those things and i don't know how you can call somebody who does that an upstanding citizen still like
0: thank
1: you no ma'am let's not do this let's not call let's call a spade a spade this man is trying to trying to blackmail somebody else if he can do this and then imagine what else he's done in his 60 years. Imagine being 60 years old and being so childish as to not be able to go over to your neighbor's house and knock on the door and be like, um, excuse me, your music is too loud. Treat people with respect out there in this world. Right?
0: Right. And then doing it maybe a second time and maybe saying, you know, I don't want to have to call the authorities on you. And that might be a little bit of a warning on the, because you could call the authorities, taking it to grinder and someone's personal images. I mean, was he going to post the guy's dick pics all over in his ass? I don't know. How did he ass even get in the, the dick error pic? and shame him for liking loud Kylie Minogue music? I mean, I, is that <laughs> that's not a crime in my book? Okay, <laughs> right. If he was playing magic, you and I would be over there in a minute. By I Kylie would be I would be like, I got a bottle for us, boo. Let's do it. Lunchtime what? (laughs) Yes, that's really showing your nasty old age. It's a little bit of both. It's like crotchety old man sign. And then on top of that, using a newer medium to, like you said, revenge porn it practically. That's taking it way too far. And sir, we are not on your side on this one upstanding citizen or not you you don't get the seal of approval on ours
1: <laughs> no ma'am
0: no all right well let me know what you think of this next story there's a new gay dating show pitting daddies against himbos i had to look up what himbos what a himbo was did you know okay. it's a it's a male him uh bimbo yeah
1: it is a male bimbo and i did consider not consider myself I consider myself a himbo at times. No, all the time, really, actually. No, I would not. You're very smart. Thank you, darling.
0: (laughs) And you won't believe who's hosting this show. So, this is a brand new show from Daddy TV. I might have to get this actually now. Comes this new out, it's an out TV original that follows a group of single gay men. As they continue to find love and win $10,000 investment in their new relationship. It's interesting that they get $10,000 because towards their relationship. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, <laughs> well, it's not like they're building a business like the fashion What's shows. Good? And I know, maybe they could put it towards rent or a trip together house, or their wedding or, or a wedding yeah they, they should have made have been a little bit more descriptive about it while attempting at a gay dating sh- uh, shows actually um for this is called for the love of dilfs it comes loaded with two unique hooks that hope to set it apart from the pack and make this a new Series: The first is that our brave contestants will be sorted into one of two groups, daddies and himbos. Um, though we don't know how the categorization will impact game play, we, as the article writes, have to wonder, can a daddy be a himbo? Yes, is <laughs> the yeah. answer. So... Now, you might be asking yourself, yeah, so they're asking that question. In a press release shared with Queer Daddy TV co-founder Topher Kusomono said the following, For years, the internet has been obsessed with these two specific gay subcultures, which on the surface seem like total opposites. But if reality TV teaches us anything, it's that sometimes opposites attract. So... What do you think about this show? And before I tell you that, or hear from you, guess who's hosting the show? Who? Who is it, girl? S- Stormy Daniels. You all remember Stormy Daniels. Yes, the, I love her. She, she had an affair with Donald Trump, and she, where did she work before? At. She's a porn star. Porn star, right. Yeah. yeah. Kind of an interesting yeah. host, but I'm kind of here for it.
1: She's on the surreal life with uh, Dennis Rodman and my girl Tamar Braxton right now.
0: Not Tamar.
1: <laughs> yes, my girl Tamar, and they are living their life,
0: their best surreal life. Oh, I'm so excited! I love that show. Don't judge me. <laughs> okay, well, I'm here for the host. I think I would be kind of into this, uh, kind of because do you think that the himbos. In their mind and how they're going to cast it are all going to be like younger, maybe mm-hmm. not Twink, but it's really going to be kind of an age thing.
1: Yeah, I think himbos are generally more muscular than Twink's. So okay, I, I'm pretty sure that they're going to be all pretty muscular. So I'm, I can't wait to watch. The only thing is, for the love of Dilf, it just doesn't roll off the tongue. I feel like they could have came up with a better name. Like, was the... For the Love of Daddy, was that taken already? Or if they could have (laughs) even went with For the Love of Zaddy. I think that would have been so much better.
0: And what describes a DILF? Because I'm now 51. Oh, you a DILF. I'm a DILF? Oh. I think I'm a DILF. But the thing is, when I go like this whole wedding that I was at and everybody that met me and you know, I'm not tuning my own horn. Our recent guest Uncle B said the other day he couldn't believe my age and so does it matter if you don't necessarily look like what a quote-unquote dilf is but that you are of say the age group or do you need to look the part cody of a certain age to be considered a dilf
1: i think that is a very good question and uh, i think that the answer is you kind of have to have characteristics reminiscent Of that category. So I agree. Silver hair, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. So I need to start dyeing my beard is what you're telling me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't honestly, I mean, you know, maybe you could do that. But if himbos, though, if they're dumb, if that's what it really means, I don't know about all that. But I'm kind of here for the train (laughs) wreck that this is going to be. Oh, I and cannot wait. I need to watch this. This is going to you know, be good. They are The same creators that are doing
1: this, they did the X-Rated show. So we need to watch X-Rated, and now we need to watch For the Love of Dilth.
0: Oh, my God. I cannot believe I'm saying that name. It's horrible. Okay. Out TV. I'm getting it. We are watching this. Uh, listeners, if you sign up for this, too, let's keep track of this, because this one actually sounds like a lot of fun. I, yeah. I kind I'm here for it. I think in reality TV, it's a go. All right. Well, here's some Reddit threads for you. Um, This one writes, is it possible for two bottoms to be in a relationship? I kind of already know the answer. I think. He writes, (laughs) "I'm, I'm 25, speaking to this guy who's 24, and he's very tall, masculine looking and muscular. In a moment of vulnerability, he did share that, Young bottom dates always assume he's a big masculine guy because of his appearance. But in bed, he often wants something different from his usual life where he feels he's always protecting others. I'm not sure if I'm reading it correctly, but if he tells me he's a defender or midfielder, (laughs) I'm not a striker. So I told him back that people often assume things about me too, because I'm really tall as well. To be fair, I am not even sure if I'm a bottom or verse. If I've not played much, but mentally probably more towards defending rather than striking. Okay. okay. Is it possible you could say bottom and top? I know. <laughs> Is right? it possible right? He's new. Is it possible for two <laughs> bottoms to be in a relationship? Would there be problems even if communication and making it sexually satisfying? I know it's not for sure that he's a defender. I love these terms. And he could be a midfielder. And also, I don't actually really care for anal. Sometimes I think it might be a side, but more of a submissive one. Ah, You know, at first, listen to this. He's really new and figuring all this out. I think in his situation, he should go with this guy because – He's probably newer to relationships and Mm kind of sounds like they, these days they could figure this out. So he's not even sure he's into bottoming in general. The other one, he doesn't know if his partner might lean more even towards verse. I think he might be overthinking this. I've met plenty of two top men who have gotten Mm -hmm. into relationships. They tend to kind of open it up at times over a period of time. But I think it could work for this guy if the actual question stood on his at home, is it possible for two bottoms to be in a relationship? I think if you found that out early on, the answer would be no. That find somebody that might be a little bit more sexually compatible because those early on times you really want to have compatible sex, I think. And whether you open it up later or not, that's fine, but... I think if it was just that, I would say no. I think in this situation, he should, you know, go for it. Yeah. What are your
1: thoughts? Oh, I totally agree. Because he's using so many sports analogies that I couldn't even like, he's is he even really a full bottom? I don't even understand that. But that's just me generalizing. And that was a right. joke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: So, but yeah, generally speaking, I do think two bottoms can work out together you just have to be aware of what you like and uh you have to be willing to open up the relationship really because at the end of the day your partner is not going to be your primary source of sexual pleasure so as long as you are open to opening up your relationship i say go for it because you compatibility is one of the most important things like compatibility with your personalities is one of the most important things in a relationship. So as long as you have that and you have communication, I say then you can make most things work.
0: I 100% agree. And it sounds like he has a sense of humor with all this. I love the terminology. He hasn't even gotten to use the words top and bottom. I think that would be a step in the right direction, too. Like, you could say top-bottom, verse, all those things. I mean, I would kinda, be less confused. I know. Defender, striker, we're not sports people. So it was like, hey, right, defender, okay, okay, yeah, he's okay, bottom. Okay, okay, yeah. got it. I didn't really think about it. I know, right? It's like speaking another language. Exactly. Oh, my gosh, this has been so much fun. We want to thank all of our listeners for listening to us. And for those listening audience in the States, we're wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving, however you're celebrating it. We always know people celebrate in different ways. I've met plenty of Americans here in Mexico that are going to be going to the White Party and doing all kinds of festivities here. It's a time of celebration. And we want to just wish all of our listening audience, wherever you are, a safe and holiday season yes. with that. Absolutely. Um, and Cody, enjoy your Thanksgiving. What are your plans?
1: I'm going to stay home and cook. I'm going to do Thanksgiving at home this, this year. Nice. Good for you. You're actually cooking. I know. Turkey, ham, collard greens. Uh, my friend Ashley is going to do macaroni and cheese and pie. Mm. We're going to have a nice hometown, uh, old fashioned Thanksgiving here in Brooklyn. What about you?
0: I am enjoying my one day here in Mexico before I head back to the Bay area and celebrating with my family. We're going to do a little intimate together with my art, my small family and some friends. And then we're going to a lovely hotel called the Claremont in Oakland where we're going to have a beautiful Thanksgiving dinner there. so Love it. Yeah, it'll be great. Spending time with my mom. So enjoy that. Again, we are off this Wednesday for Tags Live due to the holiday. But don't fret. We'll be back next week with all new Tags podcasts and Tags Live. So stay tuned for that. You can always follow us on social media on all social media platforms at tags podcast don't forget you can support us by going to our patreon page and you know what that keeps the show going on a daily weekly basis you can go to patreon.com forward slash tags podcast and grab a tier. we really appreciate the support you can follow me at i am underscore steve v on instagram Follow my co-host, Cody. He's a life coach, you know, at Mr. Or excuse me, KMD Coaching. KMD Coaching. His personal account is at Mr. Maurice. Mr. Maurice. Cody, thank you so much. As always, so much fun. Yes, babes, always. Thank you so much. I think we both need to go have some tea and rest up so that we are back in full force all next week. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'm going to grab some right now. Me as well. All right. Well, in the meantime, continue having hot gay Gay sex. sex. sex.